What's going on, everybody, and welcome to The Prep Talk, the podcast that hopes to inspire, educate, and entertain you into your dream jobs. In this episode, we are joined by Brianna Loscano as we talk about how it's okay to not know what you want to do, whether it be in your field of study, your career choice, or just life in general. Let's get it. Three, two, one. You're tuned into The Prep Talk with your host, Mondo Rodriguez. It's that whole thing of it's not what you know, it's who you know. Des Sanchez. The thing is, I'm really antisocial, so like you don't really... And Tori Acosta. I can't even solve my own problems. How am I supposed to solve these other people's? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Prep Talk. As always, I am your host, Mondo Rodriguez, along with... Des Sanchez. Victoria Acosta. And today we have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine. Her name is Brianna Lasano. <laughs> Bri, how are you doing? Outstanding. How are you? Pretty good. Check in, guys. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. I mean, I've been up since like seven, but pretty good this time. Ooh, seven. I've been interviewing people. It's very true. I like to be up before the sun's up. But that's because there's kids in the house. Oh, okay. So I don't really have any other time for silence unless I stay up late. And that's my guilty pleasure, my toxic habits. Staying up late. Mm-hmm. I feel like you get the best ideas staying up late. When that sleep deprivation-induced hysteria kicks in. <laughs> Not me. I'm too tired. I just want to sleep. I feel more like awake when I'm like awake during the late hours of the night like around midnight around like two for some reason i can focus better Me i don't too. know yeah i'm most productive <laughs> i like how you're like i'm most productive i'm, awesome. a, I'm, I'm really tired guys she said productively so how's your your day going tori it just started it just started Did you just barely wake up yes yeah. i woke up at one because my mom called me so she's the reason you're up right now well, I set my, no, she called me at like 12.30, but I set my alarm for one. So then you had to wake up extra early for like the 30 minutes. Yes. Oh, wow. I felt that. How about no, you, I, Mondo? I've been up since five because I had to work. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forget you work on. Wait, is it every Friday or? Every Friday I work at five to like one. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. But you know, it's good. I had some coffee. I'm running. And then we're going to eat after this. So, I know. And I'm starving. Well, Tori mentioned like smoothies. But you're not a smoothie person. Actually, so like, they have other things. I'm pretty sure they have like don't they have like Yeah, I was going to say, don't they have sandwiches? Yeah. Yeah. So you could eat just like a sandwich. That's a snack. That's not a, that's not a meal. Oh, my God. Well, we can get ours and he can take <laughs> it somewhere else for him. Anyways, I actually met Bree. What was it? The fall semester of 2019. In the right, island. our freshman year. My freshman year. You, technically. Taking sociology. No, 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 no. We met in English class. Oh, right. I was taking <laughs> sociology also. <laughs> yeah, no, That was all in my freshman year. That was my freshman. No, that wasn't my freshman year. It was my freshman. Yeah, it was my freshman year. Maybe going into sophomore, like you were finishing up your last credits. No. I was. Oh. I didn't start well, going to school. Know. I didn't start Let going to school until 2019. Let me check my Snapchat memories. <laughs> 
I didn't start going to school till 2019, and it was in the fall. I started school when I graduated high school, 2019. I walked the stage <laughs> on Saturday on the 8th, and then I started my first day of college Monday on the 10th in June. And I've been in college ever since. Same. And I never really knew what I wanted to do, but I had a scholarship to kind of carry me, and so I figured it out. Then I was able to find my passion and go in that route. And it's kind of like ever-changing, but... I mean, as long as I'm happy doing what I want, I feel like I'm doing right. Okay. So right now, I'm doing my first portion of my bachelor's, so my associates. So that's going to be in nursing. And then instead of getting the bachelor's in nursing, like my my scholarship initially basically required, I had to get that bachelor's with nursing and I couldn't do anything in between. I couldn't even work because it was a full-time schedule. Like I said, I, I graduated, I walked the stage and then straight to college. And I wasn't the only one. I had four other girls in my class who got that scholarship. And we had the first class ever, sociology, <laughs> my freshman class. And um, so now my bachelor's is going to be, what well, is intended to be aviation or flight technology. And then I'll use that and my expertise in commercial pilotry to apply for med school and still become a doctor and specialize in pediatric anesthesiology had I initially um like wanted and always wanted since I was seven years old after my family's car crash but um yeah I never expected to be able to put everything I want into that graduation plan and after being nominated the student president of the National Society of Leadership and Success Honor Society I started to host these SMTs which is social networking teams and there was just four students of every variation every major everything but they had the requirements and all of the educational, I guess, demands of being in the honor society. And so you just connect with all these progressive, like-minded college students about whatever, like your resume or changing your business professional attire, what you wear to an interview or how you speak to your family, how you speak to your lover, like how you approach anything in life. They have an issue with it in their life or something that they would like to improve. And all we do for that SMT, one, like two hours long, is the four of us, we just socially network about those issues and what we can do in ourselves when we just actively listen. We practice actively listening to each other. And it's very respectful. It's very uplifting. It feels great. It feels like I'm getting out of a workout afterwards. Like, wow, I just worked out my soul. Like, I really found my soul tribe. And it's always a new group where you can request the same group or keep in contact with those people. Highly recommend. I would nominate all three of you guys. So definitely, <laughs> um, we should we should connect on that in the Instagram possibly because I believe they have an Instagram as well. Sponsored by Trevor Noah. Love that guy. But anyways, um yeah, so I put my graduation plan over time as one of my SMT topics. And that's been something that I've been tackling for three hours a week. Like or at least like one to three hours a week, you put that time into yourself. And even if you could put four days like four hours of one day into just yourself because you have to shower, you have to sleep and eat. Like you can combine all that into four hours of just you time and it's a long-term investment, but after not knowing what I wanted to do and just being like, okay, I'm going to ride the military and then me being ready to recruit, like go to MEPS and everything. And then my scholarship coming in like, oh, bachelor's of nursing, you have to go two years to a, a community college for Alamo because it's the Harvey Nation Pathway Scholarship and then use that transfer program to go finish your bachelor's of nursing at UT Health Science Center, University of Texas Health Science Center. And I was like, okay, well, instead of selling my soul to Uncle Sam, I'm a pacifist. 
okay, I don't even support war. Like, I want to join the Peace Corps. And I was like, maybe it'll make me a more credible candidate for military, I mean, for medical school and for the Peace Corps. But I mean, I don't want to promote violence in the war that's being fought anyway. So I was like, let me just wait and then join the CIA once I'm a doctor. So that's like my 20 year plan. But I was creating this plan for just riding the wave, whoever's going to take me there. Like, I have a very, very, I'm, a, I'm below the poverty line. My parents are married, so I tried to get them to divorce so I could get more money for FAFSA. Oh my gosh. But they couldn't divorce because my father's an illegal immigrant. So, well, he's not illegal. He's going, he's in the process, but because of his record, he has been in trial to get his citizenship for 16 years now, and they've been married for 24 years. So he's been able to stay because whenever he would get pulled over, like they would see me and my brother, my twin brother in the car. Like, okay, we're not going to board this guy. Like he's obviously just taking his kids to school. He's a hard worker. He has his own business, construction business with my name on it. So like my daddy's business, that's me. That's me. But still below the poverty line. And I can't get, you know, all these grants or anything, but I was able to get every scholarship academically that I applied for. So that opened up a lot of doors. I'd highly recommend that. I helped to tutor people online for any type of essay application so that's a good way to side hustle always side hustle because medical school is expensive and i'm not trying to die in debt and that's why i wanted to incorporate aviation and commercial piloting even stewardship for hospitality management into my graduation plan so i won't have to struggle as much working for medical school because i'll already be a nurse be a pilot and have side hustles. Like I do so much on the side. I crochet, I sew my carpets. I tuft carpets by hand. I braid hair. I have a lot of clients on my Instagram for crochet fashion, body jewelry. I paint nails. A lot of the stuff I just do for fun. Like henna. I started doing tattoos. My aunt, she owns a tattoo shop and I was working as a secretary. So when she would be like, I'm tired, cancel my appointments. I'd be like, yo, pull up. Like people would just be like, yo, have you ever done this before? Would you do this to me after you get practice? I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, no, just do it to me right now. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I'll do it. And then I just started my apprenticeship that way. And she would just teach me everything people wanted done. So she wouldn't have to do it. And yeah, that's what I did through high school. And so I started college. What was the question? <laughs> no, that was the thing. We didn't even ask a question. I know, that's why. We didn't get it. We didn't ask a question. We get, we didn't even get it to the topic. She just went on and I it was, was like, it was great because she did hit the jumped ahead of us. The thing is, it's an introduction. It is an introduction. That's why. Yeah. So but like, like, oh my gosh. Like my, my jaw was like dropping throughout the whole introduction because I was like, oh my gosh, what can't you do? <laughs> no, I tell y'all, whenever I talk about Brie, I say she can, she does nothing but everything at the same time. Yeah, a lot of people could say I, I'm like the doer of all and the master of none. I really have not a single thing I'd say I could show to like, besides like a couple points I could put on my resume, like the spiel you have now. That's basically like that's who I am. That's what I have to offer, and yeah. not really much. Like I'm not a nurse yet. I don't have my RN. I'm not the pilot yet. I haven't completed the. Um, like 800 flight hours <laughs> and um yeah i'm not a mom i don't own a house um my car got repossessed <laughs> i bought a car when i was 18 i didn't even have like money i just i put my name on my family's pay subs and to show that i was employed and then they gave me a car and i just zero dollars i was like okay and i just drove off with a lot it had 17 miles and i drove 
just cross country. And I started working as a travel nurse assistant and going to hospitals around the peak of COVID is when I got flown out by Medical Solutions for three months to Harlem to work, well, Harlem and Burke Rehabilitation Hospital to work um, with COVID patients, predominantly COVID patients. I never got COVID. We got tested twice a week. Every week I would get tested, both nose, both nostrils. Mm-hmm. I hate that crap. But the whole topic of this episode was <laughs> it's okay to not know what you want to do in life. And as I said, I felt like Bree was a great candidate for this episode because she did not know what to do or what she wanted to do. But yes, she does everything. And it's like you start doing one thing and you start. It's nonstop. I, literally, some of the stuff you were listing in this introduction, I didn't even know you did. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people think that it stems out of nowhere or I'm just making it up. But I'm having this larger picture of what I would like my life to look like in a way that makes my eight-year-old self proud and my 80-year-old self proud. So I try to live in like live in a way that would I can be in my deathbed and just know that I have no regrets and I've done everything I want to do. I have a bucket list of things that I want to do before I die and things that I want to learn before I die. I wrote it when I was in elementary. It was like, I want to know how to change a tire. So I don't want to be that girl that has to wait for a guy to change her tire or like, and I've been that girl who has taught boys, taught men how to change a tire and they've caught AAA. I'm like, bro, you have a spare. I'm like, yeah, they'll do it. I'm like, bro, we can do it right now. So like, I just have like this vision for myself, like of what I would want to be like, I guess like a little movie. But a lot of these things have been just passion since I was younger that have developed and shown themselves. And I figured out ways to turn them into hobbies that either can make me money or can help keep me in shape or help promote my creativity, my mind growth or gain knowledge. And I feel like everyone should have five hobbies in their life to accommodate for those five aspects. See, when I met you, though, it was literally English class. And I, I just thought you were this girl that came riding to school on a motorcycle. <laughs> that's all I thought it was. And then we got to talking and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a nurse. Like, OK, yeah, that's cool. Never expected you to be doing 100 million things at the same time. And what was it? I remember we you like, over doing all our accents and like voice impressions. Oh, yeah. We went to go eat tacos I and theater. I told you I wanted to do uh <laughs> voice acting and then you started presenting your accents and whatnot yeah <laughs> but i remember i you just fell off the face of the earth and then you came back and i was like where have you been and you're like oh i'm in hawaii what? I, all i did was delete instagram okay i didn't have any other way to contact <laughs> you i just remember i haven't heard you from you in forever and then you were like oh i'm in hawaii and i was like how the heck did you get to hawaii on a plane (laughs) I had got in my first relationship and we moved in together and we've been together for two years I was 19 I had just left New York and he was just leaving Turkey and he was divorced um like he had been divorced for like two months and he had been in that relationship for 10 years and then we got together in two years we stayed together and then I thought I since it's my first relationship maybe you know, I've I've learned so much growing up. Like I'm ready for this kind of situation with somebody. So I asked him to be my boyfriend, and then after two years, I realized like, no, this is definitely something I'm too mature for. Like the little boyfriend girlfriend, like I don't want to do that. So I broke things off, 
and he had told me if I ever become a flight attendant, he would break up with me. And it had come up multiple times in the in the relationship. And so um, I didn't want him to continue to think that I was selfish, self-centered and narcissistic for wanting to go and travel and do all of those things without him because he was in the military. So he needed another two years before he was able to travel. So throughout the entire relationship, I, I went from travel nursing to um, staying within the 120 mile radius that he had from the military base. So I was thinking I'm this ride or die girlfriend. I'm doing everything right. You know, I love him so much. And I never realized if he loved me so much, he would not have done that to my career and to my interest. So after the two years was up, he was coming out of the military, making that transition, um, getting, getting a house with his VA loan. And I did as much as I could to help him get the proper information that he claimed he needed to establish all of those things. Within those two years, he'd be like, by this time we're having a house, by this time we're having a house. So for those like two and a half years, he said that he never had a house. So he's living with his mom now because I, I recommended that he move in with his mom to save up money so he can actually afford to buy his house. But before then, I had helped to clear out the apartment as much as I could. And he was procrastinating so much. And I just felt like for so long, he was holding me back or I was holding myself back because of him. But now I'm seeing that once I took that energy back into myself, he was falling apart. And I realized I'm good on my own and he needs to be alone or he's going to continue to be codependent. And that's not going to help him. You can feed a man today and he'll be good for today. But if you feed a man, if you teach a man how to feed himself, he'll feed himself for the rest of his life and he'll be good forever. So I, I broke things off with him and he followed me to work. Um, he would wait outside. He followed me to friends' houses, family's houses. And then I remembered I'm a whole traveler. So I went, I was like, let me get off of this mainland. And I went to Hawaii and on my way to Hawaii, I had a layover overnight in Dallas. So I stayed in a hostel, which I highly recommend for anyone who wants to socially network with interpersonal cultures. And, um, I met somebody, I met two people all over Zoom during an interview that I had planned weeks in advance for a hospitality job, bartending, PRN to, for catering companies across island. So enter island throughout all of these islands of Hawaii. And then another one was for a PRN CNA position, which is just what I did in Texas. And I had all of the experience traveling throughout the nation. So I had, a, I had reciprocity for a license and they just allowed that same Passover with my Hawaii license. So I had both of the interviews online on the layover there. And then once I landed, I stayed with a friend and then I was able to just work for like work every day and then have like Airbnbs and have friends' houses that I would stay at. And then eventually my two friends that I went I had went to go visit initially, they were going to spend four months in Japan. I think it was Japan or Indonesia because they were all Marines. We were staying in Kanoahe, so the east side of Oahu Island. And that's where Pearl Harbor happened, <laughs> and on that island. So whenever whenever I spent time over there, they were gone. So I stayed with the wife at the house, and we just basically were roommates for the entire three months that I stayed and worked as a bartender and nurse assistant. And then I had got invited on a trip to San Antonio because somebody was like hey you're from San Antonio like you know I if you want to come like you can totally come and like just buy your own ticket and like we have the lounge and 
you can come hang out with us and do this and I was like mm, like I really appreciate that. that's an awesome offer like you know I think it would be cool to see my family and stuff and come back but um I think no I think I'm gonna get an apartment and live in Hawaii and um transfer to Honolulu Community College for my associates and then use that to transfer to Hawaii Pacific University and I had talked to doctors that I had some apprenticeships with and I got a lot of good information and I was ready. I set my path. I applied to the college and I had I had a minor in East Eastern language studies because I wanted to eventually go and like model in Tokyo and just visit Japan because I had wanted to do that before COVID restrictions canceled my study abroad scholarship to Japan. So that was something that like initiated the travel nursing, but it's all connected. Like none of it is random, but I was living in Hawaii and my friends were like, you know what? Well, go buy your ticket if you want to just come like just to see your family I think that'd be good for you like just say hi to them and I was like yeah you know because if not now then probably never like because I'm once I have my place I'm gonna be focused on my place I'm not gonna be like I'm gonna be buying furniture not tickets to the mainland to go say hi to everyone we have we have FaceTime so my friends bought my ticket and then my other friends were like oh yeah that'd be awesome like but like when are you gonna come back and I was like oh I'll come back in a week and so I had my ticket, like round trip to go back to Hawaii for a week. They bought it for me. So I was like, great. And then I was in Hawaii. I stayed in the hotel for that whole week that I was there with my friends. And like my sister, she came and she visited and we just went swimming. We used the hotel, we hung out. We had breakfast, lunch, dinner every night. And then after that week, uh, my friends, they were going back to Hawaii. And I was like, well, I'm just going to stay for a little bit longer. And they're like, okay, well, there's another convention because there was a work trip for all of them they're all in the military and they're like we have this thing in um panama beach panama city beach in florida you know like you want to come to that like we could just like fly you out it's literally going to be like 80 dollars because it's from texas to like florida and it was in, in advance so i was like okay yeah i'll do that so then i spent the weekend in florida and then i went back to san antonio and then i was like well you know that beach vibe was nice like honestly it was kind of it wasn't hawaii it was not hawaii but I was like, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Corpus. So I kind of feel like going to the beach in Corpus because I grew up in Fulton, like back and forth San Antonio, just going to my family's beach house, my grandparents' beach house. So I went back to San Antonio and then the next weekend, my brother took me out to the beach because his baby was going to be due like the next week. She's like, this is going to be the last time that we can have a like uh, our, si- our brother-sister bonding time. So we were on the beach, we were having fun. Like we just spent the night, had a little campfire or whatever, had our sibling bonding time, fished. I got my own fish accidentally in front of a bunch of little girls. I got stuck driving with the family. They all was like, oh, I was like, that's the first time I ever chopped off the head of a fish and like got it. And those kids were, I don't know what I did to them. If they're traumatized, <laughs> me and my brother were at the beach. And then I just decided, you know, being in Corpus is enough of like ocean and nature for me. So I decided, you know, I really do feel best in San Antonio being around all of my nephews and my younger siblings mostly because I felt like they wouldn't recognize, like they wouldn't remember me or recognize me if I spent so much time gone. Because when I came back, my dog had passed away, my dog that I grew up with. So it was kind of like a, like a pull on the heart to stay home, like to be close to family and remember where I came from. So I at least want to stay and teach the, continue to teach all my nephews Spanish. None of them speak fluent Spanish yet, but their English is also needing help. So we're working on, their speech right now and then I figured once they're old enough I'd like to travel like go back continue traveling and I'd be a nurse at that point so I could continue that route but that's my Hawaii story 
that's all that was <laughs> just getting away from my ex and then he found my Instagram that I made once I did come back online when you said I went off the grid it was mostly to escape all of the mutuals that he was having come to me to ask me to get back with him or to say how much he loves me or how what I'm doing is selfish and I'm running away from my problems running away from my family but I didn't feel ever like I was running away from something more like I was running towards something greater because I had this vision of my life and what it should be like and I feel like it was so much more than anyone around me had planned for themselves or for me. I didn't want to write myself into their stories. So I wrote myself out politely and it was always politely. I never told anyone, you know, disregard you and your family. Like it was always peace be with you. I, I've enjoyed our friendship and I would appreciate no longer associating with each other as I'm healing through a loss. I'm experiencing the grief because that's what it felt like. Not only did I lose my partner, but I lost the idea that he had made of me, this image that he had me believe that I was, this housewife, even though I told him, you don't have a house or a wife. You just got divorced and you're in an, and you're in an apartment. Like, don't try to call me your cute housewife. That's disrespectful, even though you believe it's a compliment. It was just a difference of opinion. Not that we're not great people. We're both great people. I think all people are great. We're just incompatible. And it's because I had a change and a shift in mindset and I grew out of who I was when I was with him. I didn't want to be what he wanted or I didn't want to live the life that he wanted for me anymore. I thought I did. Or I thought I could convince myself that I did want those children and the marriage and living in one spot and not traveling. But that's not what I want. Not right now, at least. I'm open-minded to growing out of that as we grow out of every mindset eventually or not <laughs> but after I came back from Hawaii it's just been well it's always been the same I've still been focused on school it was a remote study through St. Philip's College that whole time but I guess I didn't know what I was doing but I knew what I was studying I knew that you just had to get your basics out the way prerequisites and anything that you think would benefit towards your end goal so I knew anything towards medicine is going to help me or anything towards English. <laughs> Mondo's like speechless. I am because it's like, I always say everything happens for a reason. Things are put in place, things happen in life, and it's for a reason. They're all lessons. And you're only, how old are you again? I'm 22 years old. Oh my, God. oh my gosh, I feel like I'm doing everything wrong now. <laughs> yeah, like I always tell people, because like when I first met you, you were 19, 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. I was I, 18 in my freshman year. Yeah, you were 18 and I was 23. And throughout these years, you're only 22 and you've been through so much in that small amount of time. And you've, I, I want to say you've always been mature, but you're just like, it shows. Mm -hmm. Like just everything you've been talking about. It shows how mature you have been and how much more you have matured in that I time. feel like my youth reveals itself in my ADHD. Like, I get so excited. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Guys. Like, and people are like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 22. And they're like, oh, you're a baby. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm a baby? I'm like, what's that even? Yeah, I always forget <laughs> how old you are because I always think you're around my age or at least a year yeah, or two. Yeah, I thought you were like 25. I feel like I tried to be a mirror for people. So they can see themselves in me or try to reflect, like, give people the same energy. 
because I feel that's the best way to keep people comfortable. They're talking to themselves. Oh, well, I just say I crack jokes and I'm childish at heart, but (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is. Yeah, we're in English class and we'll be in the back giggling and playing this like stick man game on our friend Shirley's tablet. And then he's like, I beat your high score. And I'm like, give it, give it back. Like, no, you did it. It was just a little competition. But it was funny because like (laughs) it was me, uh, Shirley and Matt. We were all sitting in the back and Mm -hmm. then uh, Bree was just sitting across the room from us. I think for like the oh, first, yeah, yeah, for like the first the two first weeks, class. first two weeks, she just sat over there and I come into class one day. She's sitting, <laughs> she was sitting next to Shirley and I was like, okay. And then we all just had our little group. We were all just in there playing games, talking, laughing. Teacher would be like, y'all okay back there? We're like, yeah. We're she great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good times. Y'all have parties. <laughs> just like the, the teacher. The back of the Taco class. parties. No, because Shirley always had snacks in her pen bag. Yes. Like she always had all this Mexican candy. Oh yeah, she was always feeding us. I have to like rethink life now. <laughs> I mean, I'm always I'm constantly rethinking life. That's the point, right? <laughs> constantly evolve. <laughs> I kind of like your plan though. What you said about like looking into your life, like as you grow older or like as you're about like because you know how you have like that bucket list yeah why would you deny that like it's not gonna happen just because you don't think about it mm-hmm. like uh what are you gonna do about that tattoo i'll worry about it when i'm older um okay but you're gonna worry about it mm-hmm. <laughs> your plan is to worry but i have tattoos i have this tattoo and i know that i always wanted to be a flight attendant and you cannot have physical tattoos um so i started a fx makeup hobby now i just put fake latex on like anything that i want to do i have another one Right here. Even with this dress, you can't see it. I have to, like, try and show you. So, I like how Mondo's, like, freaking out because he's learning new things about you. <laughs> yeah, so, but still, I'm always considering my long-term consequences because why wouldn't you? It's like, you can't live your whole life like a drunk where you're just seeing, like, narrowed inhibition vision. <laughs> oh, you just Constantly try to widen my perspective. Open your third eye. <laughs> my sister goes like this. <laughs> okay, so you just gotta go for it mm-hmm. and i feel like you embody Lucky. that just do it yeah just do it <laughs> you doing okay over there she's just waking up she's just like going through the motion but she's also like freaking out too <laughs> let's wake her up oh, what is the project that you're most interested to be working on right now or most excited to be a part of this this one <laughs> oh, really <Yeah>. really <gasps> Oh. I feel honored now. Right. Yes. Not gonna speak on it. <laughs> no. I'm so tired. I need energy. I need energy. Drink. Just think about the smoothies that we're gonna have after. I know that's all that's getting me through. Oh, so we are going to get smoothies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, fine. For you, Tori, we'll go get smoothies. No, this goes on the topic of like, what we wanna do and what we like what, what's the what's the topic for today? Not knowing what you want to do. Not knowing what you want to do, or if you do want to, like, or if you do. Okay. <laughs> we having a brain fart program right the computer does. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Actually, what projects are you working on right now, Bree? Um, that's what I'm working on. The SNTs right now. My graduation plan. Okay. Um, you text. When was it? I remember I heard from you. After a while, you just texted me out of nowhere, asking me about my voiceover stuff. 
and mm-hmm. I told you it was going good, what I was doing, and you're like, cool, I'm actually doing a screenplay right now, and at some mm-hmm. point I might want you to read it. How's that going? Mm, that was off the record. That's something I'm working on. Um, the name I will not disclose, but I can disclose another small project I'm working on. A friend, Vidal Zuniguez, has created this screenplay where this woman who is coming off of the, like, she's coming out of the ER or coming out of the hospital bed from an, an attempted suicide. She's going to the library and she reaches for a book of death, Tolden Book of Death, like Aztec, that was Mexican. <laughs> it's a very um, um, cultural twist to the story. But he, he's, she's reaching for a book of death and at the same time, this man's reaching for it. And she's like, I need this book. And he's like, I need this book. My best friend just killed himself. I, I wasn't there for him. I never understood why he would do something like that. He's literally an all black coming out of the funeral. And she's like, kind of like holding back her tears. She's like, well, like I need it. Like, like, you know, I just like, you know, she's really rude. She takes it away or whatever. And he's like, he kind of gets, they get to talking a little bit, like trying to, hey, let me have the book. You know, what can I do for it? Can I get it after you or whatever? So she fi- he finds out what happens to her and finds an opportunity to save her in the way that he couldn't save his best friend because he was never able to be there and actively listen to his friend's problem. He was just like, yeah, man, like, I don't know, like maybe you should focus on work or focus on school. And like he he kind of always pushed away his problems. He didn't have the emotional intelligence it took to recognize empathy. So he learns that in his character development and she appreciates life and turns attitude into her, gra- turns gratitude into her attitude and those are two prominent morals of the story that the audience is able to reach, like take away from. That actually sounds pretty good. Book of yeah. So we're casting for that. And I wanted to incorporate your voiceover work for his intros that I was writing. Well, I'd be honored to do it. And he's a he's a producer. So any music notes in that movie are from him. That nice. was his project. Mine is the cinematography and production. Oh, I just got a text. Do you do cinematography and production too? I've done cinematography since the seventh grade because I was in theater and we had to we had to pick one job from a movie we watched and do research on it and present a little like two minute presentation on PowerPoint for the class. And mine was cinematography. And I don't know if I fell in love with it because it was the one that was assigned to me or because it had the longest name. Like, but it was something that I just appreciated in every film because I've always done parkour growing up because I did cheerleading and gymnastics. So I would always have the camera on me and like have these films when I'm like climbing or jumping or spinning or doing a front walkover or a backflip and showing the POV. And I just saw this one like ninja looking guy with a camera on him, follow this guy that was an actor, but a stunt double. And he was doing all these crazy stunts and the other guy was doing the same thing, following him. And the way that the film came out afterwards just was the most impressive thing I'd ever seen in my life because I could not imagine anyone being taught to do that. That's definitely skills that you take from education and your life training that you put together to be that successful at something. And it was one of my muse moments where I was like, aha, I want to do something that impressive and have someone feel that way about my work one of these days. Yeah, I remember you telling me that you did, you wanted to do like cinematography or go into cinema or something, but you just... I forgot what you told me. It was like you didn't know how or you didn't know if you should. Well, when I was younger, I did runway for JCPenney. And I had been been assigned to, not been assigned. I had signed up for that Disney thing, like 
thought I was going to be like a Disney star. And then there was another version of that for like model and talent agencies. But I told my mom like, well, I'm doing modeling now. Like, but basically I'm doing runway modeling. What if I did face modeling? And she would have to pay for the headshots and everything because we didn't have a camera. And when I was younger, I didn't understand how all of that worked. Now I understand how easy it is to get your own, like have my friend take my photos for me and then just put those in my portfolio and create everything for myself and market myself as an agent versus having to pay someone to just carry me and like do all my headshots, talk to people for me and set me up like an agency when I can be my own agent. But I didn't know that when I was <laughs> when I was younger. My mom was like, we can't afford that. And she wasn't going to be the Chris Kardashian of my life. So I could have been Kim, but I'm just me, <laughs> my own agent. Dang. See, I keep finding out more stuff about you. <laughs> and I'm just... <laughs> I'm always in awe because you're doing nothing but everything at the same time. I guess. No, I wanted to do stand-up comedy. That was kind of going to be like how I cope with never going into the acting industry. And then I still do plays for my friends. Like whenever they write anything, I always be like, you, if you want like a female vocalist or you just want me to be there. Or like a lot of my friends, they want me in their music videos. That's the type of work I try and stay away from. Like <laughs> <laughs> I guess, it's a lot of rappers. No. Jeez. No. <laughs> I guess, like, where are you on, like, the spectrum? Do you know what you're doing? Or do you know what you want to do? Or are you doing it right now? Or do you feel like you need to have something else to do in the future and you're not really knowing what to do? I feel that proper preparation prevents poor performance. And failing to plan is planning to fail. And for that reason, my SMT has been centered around establishing a graduation plan, not a specific time set goal, like, or like restriction, but more as like a guide to gently allow me to navigate stress-free because I don't have to worry. Oh, what am I going to do when we're going to sign up? I have registration. I'm already registered for the next five years and paid for, like I'm making payments towards accommodating that. So like in the next three years, I'll be paid in full for the next five years. And that's just something I don't have to worry about. So I can take, you know, solace and knowing that while I'm working, while I'm gaining experience in the jobs that I put myself in to grow my knowledge, I'm also accommodating more savings towards my medical degree so I can graduate as a medical doctor and not have the overwhelming amount of debt that's going to demand I go and work a full-time schedule that's going to stress me out and make me more likely to experience a burnout rate, which is going to overall decrease my quality of life, which will in turn create an early retirement, which means I'm working in that job for less time and I'm less happy doing it. I just rather do even just one class a semester for the rest of my life. And I don't graduate with my dream job till I'm 50, right? But I, I do it and I do it till I'm 100 because I love it and I'm happy versus people who are like, well, I did it early. I graduated. I was 30. I killed myself seven years later. I was too much. Like, And that's, that's what a lot of medical uh, school applicants, I mean, a medical school uh, recruiters and hiring recruiters are looking at and saying, you know, this person hasn't had a breakdown, not any time for themselves. They're going to burn out. They don't have a career. So once they get into medical school, they're going to have to depend very highly on family and or grants 
And then once they do get out, they're going to have to really work to pay off those bills. And then once they pay off their bills, probably going to be so tired from that full-time schedule, they're just going to want to work weekends or maybe even less than that, or maybe even retire. And so that's something that I had recently become aware of, that they don't want me to be so stressed out because I'm stressed out. Like, I'm going to be so good. I'm going to be the most credible candidate. I'm the vice president of this. I'm the president of this. I'm the historian of of this. And like thinking I'm, you know, doing everything right. But they're looking at me like, you know, she's a happy little kid ready to come ruin her life. But then she's going to graduate, be 30 and be like, what did I do with my 20s? Oh, yeah, I acted like I was 30. Like, I wasn't enjoying anything besides my professional career. Like I, I'm over here coming home, not even saying like, oh my gosh, you're six now? What? I thought you were three years old still. Like you're still a baby. And they're like, who are you? Why are you saying that I'm three? And I'm like, oh no, I'm your aunt. What do you mean? Like you were three. And it's like coming back from the the blip. If you've ever seen like the Infinity War series, yeah. <laughs> everybody like goes away and they come back. So I just feel like I'm missing out on a large part of my family. And that's a large part of who I am. So whenever I felt like I didn't know who I was, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. So I started to connect with who I am. And then it becomes very clear what I want to do because I'm just being myself and doing the things that make me happy and feel satisfied and proud of myself and accomplished. But, um, oh, I lost my I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'll come back to it. It'll come back. It was a good point. It was a quote I had uh, it's like our, I digress. To- our, to- our topic today was it's okay to not know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But in your mm-hmm. case, it's like you don't know what you want to do, but you're doing everything that you want. to. Yeah, do. because, okay, so the reason I'm doing that is because you never know if it's not what you want to do. I just think that's what will make me happy. But if I fail as a nurse, either way, I have the pilot thing after planned afterwards so it's like okay but maybe i can't be a pilot because they're like oh you're too short and okay i could still be a stewardess because i have that experience in flight technology and aviation and medical so you'd want a nurse with a pilot's license to be your flight attendant would you not and i saw all the same benefits as a pilot except i wouldn't have to fly which would be better for me i'd be a passenger princess fine by me (laughs) and then that if that does not work out and I hate being in the sky and I get seasick or whatever or motion sickness for the first time ever, even though I've traveled my whole life, then I will go to medical school. And they'll be like, well, if she fails out of medical school, she'll just go back to being a pilot. And if she doesn't like that, she can go be a nurse or a flight nurse or a surgical tech, like anything in the medical field as a nurse. You can, I can go be a midwife. I can be a doula. I can just hang out with pregnant girls be like, let's have this baby. <laughs> let's do some yoga. Let's eat some prenatal gummies. I'm set, like, because no matter what I do, if I don't want to do it, okay. And people would tell me all the time when I was in a relationship, what would you do if he cheated? Like, you're so in love. What would you do if he cheated? I was like, I would leave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to break his tires or pull his brakes or even hate him because he did what he did for himself. And I would love that for him. Like, okay, King, you know what you want. It's not me. But that was never the case. He's obsessed. That's actually a problem. (laughs) seriously <laughs> <laughs> dang but yeah so my point that i had forgot i got to uber for the first time i was scared i sat behind him because i was like if anything i can use my hair to choke him so i was like all like set always thinking ahead contingencies but he turned out to be a pastor he just graduated he was like yeah i'm gonna have my induction tomorrow i'm a preacher i was like oh my god wow like he was so preachy too he told me something i'll never forget like i was so scared to be in this car with this man it ended up becoming like one of 
the most influential moments of my life. I would not be who I am if I hadn't heard what he told me or thought about it because it confused me. And I thought about it the rest of my life until I figured it out. And it didn't even make sense till recently. So I share it with everyone. You can't know where you can't know what you're doing or where to take if you don't know where you're going. So he would say, how are you going to pack for the perfect trip? If you don't know where that trip is, he's like, you're, you're, you're freaking out right now. You're scared because you have a suitcase and you don't know what to put in it. But if I tell you we're going to the beach, baby, you're going to put a towel. You're going to put sandals. You're going to put bathing suit. If I say we're going to the Himalayas, like we're going to go skiing, you would, you would know what to get because you'd know where you're going. And so I thought, dang, I'm over here. What do I need? What do I need? I don't even know where I'm going. So I don't need anything because I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then you just kind of feel good, like knowing that even if you attach to anything, you let it go. Okay. Who are you when you're in the room when no one's around? Are you a pilot? Who cares? You're not a pilot. There's no plane. There's no people. You're a pilot. Planes aren't even a thing. Like, who cares? But who are you when you're alone in the dark? And when you're happy there, then you can ask, where do I want to go? And then you can know what you need to pack. And that's where I'm at, packing. Because <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> right now I'm going to nursing school, these tests, NCLEX. Studying for the MCAT every day since the fifth grade. Jesus. So that's where I'm going. Hopefully, I like it there. If not, I'm going to aviation after. And, and then if I decide to give all that up and like just be a full-time stay-at-home mom, like housewife, like but people are gonna be like, what we never saw it coming. Or like we did, or whatever. If I become an astronaut, whatever, like <laughs> who cares? Like it doesn't matter what you're doing, because at the end of it, you're gonna get off work, you're gonna go be with your family or be with yourself and be happy doing it. So just try it out. Try everything out. Whatever sounds like it tickles your fancy. What are you trying out right now? Besides this, I mean, this is great. This whole podcast, this is my first time. This is awesome. I feel honored to even be a part of this. Oh, we appreciate I always that. kind of just assumed my life was rudimentary and scattered, but some people find so much inspiration in the fact that I've been places just because I was alone, but I feel like I was always alone. I feel more alone being with people that make me feel lonely in their company, but I've never felt alone being by myself. I'm just alone. That makes sense. But, you know, yeah, we do appreciate you being on the show with us and everything. But what was I going to say? I had something good to say. You had something good to say? I you didn't wish she asked you something. I know. I what forgot. I oh, Where are you going? Where are you yeah. going? Yeah. So, like, same thing. I never expected to be doing a podcast. I Really? No. You're literally a voice actor. Yeah, I'm a voice what actor. What else would you see yourself <laughs> doing? <laughs> that was the thing. It's like, I'm a voice actor, and people were like, oh, you have a good voice. You should do YouTube, or you should do a podcast, or you should just... Oh, nice. You and, should do YouTube. And I was like, that's a good idea, but I don't know what I would talk about. I don't know what I would do. I have no... I can't come up with content. Doesn't matter. I listen to Morgan Freeman talk about penguins for 45 minutes. It's just nice to hear. And it's like, oh, this is educational. But yeah, that was the thing. Was like In my head, I was like, I cannot come up with content. I can't come up with anything. I'm. Mm. It takes me 30 minutes to write down a script for a newscast or or anything like that. And whenever we did this, uh, our uh, production director like sent out an email. was like, hey, we need more ideas. We need more shows. We need y'all pitching stuff. And so thinking of all the podcasts I listened to and what I liked hearing, 
I pitched this idea. And I was like, ah, it's probably not going to be anything. We'll just see how it goes. And then they hit me back. They're like, hey, you're, what you want is kind of vague. Can you break it down for us? And so after I like got very descriptive in it and told them what I was trying to do, they're like, cool, we want to run with it. I was like, all right, yeah, let, let me know how it goes. And they're like, oh, no, we want you to host and produce it. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. I uh, So what did you just want to be like a side character? No, I, whenever I first uh, applied for this position, I was like, all right, they'll just give me a script or whatever. And I'll just read off of what they gave me or I'll just talk about whatever comes to mind. Ooh. But it became so much more. And I'm proud of this project. I actually had so many ideas and like I'm very excited. And like working with these two, like they just made it better. And we're so amazing. No, we were talking about um, last week that we were supposed to have a fourth. Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to have a fourth person, but unfortunately, he had some other things going on to where he had to drop out of school. And mm -hmm. we, we were like, hey, man, sorry. Sorry this happened to you. Wish you the best. But all in all, it, it turned out pretty well because now we get guests. We talk amongst ourselves and... We have good chemistry. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have very good chemistry. And like the journey now, I'm fixing to graduate this May with my bachelor's. <laughs> He's <And> leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and like I I have a TV news uh, class that I've been doing and I've been doing newscast voiceover, voiceovering for our news and everything. And I just ran into my professor today, actually. And he was like, oh, my gosh. He was like, what are you doing here? We started talking. And he was like, actually, I was just talking to the dean. And we were going over the newscast. And he heard your voice. And he was like, oh, my gosh. Why isn't this man working somewhere? What? Oh, dude, you got discovered? Huh? Mm -hmm. You got discovered. Kind of. But I keep, like. Because he's going he's gonna to put your name out there. It's going to come around. Shoot, I Just keep so. my mom's closet. Planting seeds. She's like, just keep planting your seeds. Like, you're going to have trees. No, that is such a good advice, though, for planting seeds because um, not many people know this, but what, like, when the more, I guess, like, how do I explain this? Because it's kind of like a saying, because you know where it's like, I saw your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And there's the other saying where it's like, oh, bad popularity is good popularity or something like that. Or, What's oh, the no, word? Publicity. Is, publicity. Yeah, there we go. Any publicity. Yeah. Any publicity. And I think what a lot of students don't think that they have, like, in their mindset, especially for, like, their future job or whatever, it's more of, like, they don't realize that they can do things right now. They can literally be planting seeds yeah. in, like, a professor or, like, a teacher or anyone, even, like, their friends. They can be talking about, like, their actual projects what they're doing right now and then people don't like to talk about it because they're like really insecure about it or like they don't think they're good enough and I think that's like one thing that students or like anybody before they graduate needs to do especially when they're like seniors because it's like the graduating time is like coming up and you don't really have like you know you don't really have an option because I mean you're going to be going yeah. into jobs and stuff like that it's like how are you well how else are you going to network I feel like some people fall into the misconception that age is dependent on maturity and they have to wait until they're older. And people will always ask children, what? What do you want to be when you're older? Instead of what are you excited to be working on now? What are you most excited or accomplished about in your current life? It's always what do you want to be when you're older, when you're better, when you're smarter, when you're bigger? Like we should, we should maybe start 
to say like, you know, you're awesome now. What's one way that you've blessed the world today? And they'll think, hmm, maybe I haven't today. Maybe I can. Like, maybe that's something that I should do today and tomorrow or at least once a week. <laughs> I think you bring up a good point, too, because a lot of people are worried about the future rather than now. And especially like what you're doing now, it's like you're focused more on like the now than the future. I think it's dangerous to just think about one or focus on just one without considering the others. Because if you think too much about the future, you can have a lot of anxiety and a lot of dissatisfaction in your present because you're just like, oh, well, I'm not happy now, but I'll do this so I could be happier in the future. Or if you think too much in the past, you're just going to be depressed because you're like, man, well, I should have done things different. But there's nothing you can do from there. And then living too much in the present, you can forget about the future. Just trying to find that perfect balance. Yeah. That's really hard. Try to do everything in your present to make yourself proud. And then enough of those proud moments every day are going to create a proud person in the future. And that's how I like to look at the present. Just don't do anything I would regret past the present. <laughs> that's fair. There's a saying for the airline I want to work for. Don't delay us or disgrace us. Don't delay or disgrace us. <laughs> so that's how I feel about my goals. Don't delay or disgrace them. I'll do this. I'll do that. But I, as long as I'm not delaying anything or disgracing anything in my career path. Professionally, like long-term consequence. Yeah, it's a very good way to look at everything. Because I'm still, you know, when it does come to graduation, trying to figure out what you're going to do in the future. You have a a goal in mind but you're currently doing something else like right now i'm a lifeguard and it's just oh wow i literally only got that job because my friend was like hey we need some guards summer's coming up you need a job come work with us yeah i was like cool i've been there for like a year two years now and i'm the goal like i've told everybody is voice acting but yeah since i've been in college doing radio and television broadcasting uh, electronic media you learn to be a jack of all trades in every aspect of the field. So I know how to do videography. I know how to do photography. Okay. I know how to be an audio producer. Um, More credible candidate for the position that you want because you can also specialize in everything around that. Yeah. And I probably would say my weakest skill right now is script writing. But aside from that, yeah. it's just... You're talking to the right person. <laughs> That's why I've been waiting to hear back from you on certain stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be voicing yeah. over some of their work, but I haven't heard nothing. You learn English together. I still have my English textbooks. You can go through them. Really? <laughs> I have all my textbooks. Oh, that's my that's my other toxic trait. I'm not a hoarder. I'm a minimalist, but I have 20 books in my suitcase. No, because then you can build a library. I know, and I'm actually filling out paperwork to volunteer at the public library. I figured instead of getting some random job, um, to help me like before nursing like I wanted to because I was bartending and then I started like why am I bartending like <laughs> I'm I, I have a whole I have a whole nursing degree well not a nursing degree but a nursing nurse aid certification but I decided to stop doing that after three years so I'm no longer a CNA I'm currently just I'm currently an out pair and a tutor so that's my form of income I just I teach I I'm trying, I'm actively avoiding the word just because it's belittling my current projects when I work. I'm just like, no, this is what I'm working on out there. So studying languages and helping to exchange knowledge and culture, like foreign knowledge and culture. Like I said, she does everything. And you said 
Because you're tutoring kids right now to learn English, I think you told me. Well, to uh, their speech, there's a bit of speech impediments with their English because mm. disabilities, but English as a basis and then Spanish gotcha. is an overall goal. But I can't teach them. I'm having to teach them English inadvertently because I they teach my word in Spanish and they don't know it in English. So I have to teach them that too. And what was that thing you were telling the what was that thing she was telling us earlier? It was so scientifical. Your biology thing. Oh yeah. Oh, the biological field research for the Smithsonian Tropical Institute, Tropical Research Institute. Yeah, how'd you get into that? Oh <laughs> well, you know how like they, there's like these rumors that the FBI listens to what you say, and then they formulate these ads on like your social medias. Mm-hmm. It was it was just like that. I was talking about it out loud to my friends and family, and then I got on Instagram. Instagram and it was like sustainable living, Smithsonian, tropical, like Panama, live in Panama. And I was like, hmm, that's sus. So I just ignored <laughs> it for like a long time. And so many of those were popping up. And like I looked it up and I looked a bunch of them up. And like the one that seemed most legit was Smithsonian. So I I put my information into that one. I just wasn't trying to get a bunch of ads and emails and scam pop-ups and stuff. So I applied to that one like briefly. And it wasn't even like I applied to any of them. It just applied to one briefly they had me do like a paragraph like thesis why I would want to join and I just that was all I did and I did it like as best as I could maybe put like 10 10 up to 10 minutes of thought into it and then a couple weeks later or maybe like two weeks two two, three weeks they reached out to me and I was all suspicious like I don't want to do this email interview why would they reach out to me on whatsapp (laughs) and then they reached out to me on my um no, yeah, I don't know how it was. They reached out to me on WhatsApp or my phone and both of them. So then I ended up reaching out to them once I got the email from them because it seemed more most legit. And then I had the interview and I got accepted for the um the spring 23, but it would have been around this time and it would have been really wet. And I was like, you know, summer sounds a little better. So summer 24, 2024. I'll be doing biological field research and creating a pamphlet, like a geo pamphlet of all of the types of species of plants or mushrooms that we find and then or any creatures or animals or insects and then try and formulate any type of treatments we could medicinally with any of the byproducts from these creatures or plants and i'll also be specializing in the rum production or the rum distillery production with sugarcane because of my experience with mixology bartending at the Culinary Institute of America in the San Antonio Pearl District. So I felt like bartending would be closest to chemistry. And chemistry is like something I'm studying as a biology major. So I thought maybe like that would be a good way to make money, but also be like in the college nightlife scene. Hmm. Just try to maximize my moments, not do anything that's going to waste time. So I was like, you know what? Everyone goes to the bar to hang out and drink. What if I go to the bar just to work? and do chemistry. So I was the only bartender there at the culinary school and I instructed culinary students how to run a bar. So hospitality and bar management was a little side specialty to my medical degree, my medical aspiration. Honestly, throughout this whole episode, you have been giving nothing but great advice. Mm-hmm. Love hearing your stories. Love hearing all the things I've done. I feel like what someone could take away from what I'm saying, because I'm so, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I could say, I don't know what I'm doing. I just have that graduation plan and I'm going to follow it to the best of my abilities. So 
to all the people out there who don't know what they want to do. Did we lose her? We lost her. <laughs> so unfortunately, we <laughs> lost Bree. Her phone died and she <laughs> that was her Zoom call was on her phone. But she did say that she wants to say thank you all for your time and consideration today. You guys are great. It's been a pleasure. And Bree, when you hear this episode, thank you for being on the show. Wish could have told you in person, but you left us. <laughs> um, <laughs> she didn't even have a chance to do her shout outs or anything like that. No. But, you know, we're still here. So I guess we she can. She gave good advice. Yeah, she gave good, really good advice. I know I was, we haven't been like. I was tired, but I was listening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's because like when it comes to like. This is the thing. We had formulated questions before. Yeah. Like you had formulated questions. I had my own personal questions. Tori, you could have like had your own personal questions, but I think you're too tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, even then, like she answered most of our questions, so we could like we couldn't even like go over. Oh no! As soon as we started, <laughs> she went off, and I was like, "Oh, uh, she go. does a lot." I feel like I don't have the energy to do all that. That um, dang, I should ask her that. Is like, how does she find the time and energy? I think what she said within the interview was that her plan is literally like giving her the strength to go on yeah my plan is to sleep (laughs) (laughs) and eat that is fair but you know what guys we are honestly it works out because we are at that time so tori you have any shout outs shout out to my bed love you miss (laughs) you gonna see you soon that's it uh, as always, shout out to my boyfriend. I'm really happy because it's already been two years and two months as of like this month. And I just completely forgot about it. And I was like, oh, wait, what day is it? So I'm really happy about that. Um, Actually, shout out to my grandma as well as my dad. I love you guys. I also miss you. Um, That's pretty much it for shout outs. Hmm. <gasps> actually, after your shout out, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, shout out to my family. Um, love y'all, miss y'all. But you know what? Specifically, I want to shout out to my brother who is after me, Miguel. Um, throughout this whole semester, uh, he's honestly just been listening to our podcast, been giving me some great feedback, saying, you know, how good it is. And yeah, I think, you know, usually when you have siblings, like there's supposed to be like a better version of you in some sort of sense. And I feel like he is the probably the better version of me. And, you know, whatever he does in the future, it's going to be great. <laughs> so shout out to you, kid. Love you. I have one more thing that to talk about really quick, especially before we go. The Prep Talk has a Instagram now. Oh, yeah. 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 So we set that up. It's going to have a Facebook and Twitter very, very soon. I need to get on the Facebook and also especially the Twitter part. Um, but as far as if you guys want to follow us by any means you could please support. Yes. Um, we're under the prep talk official on Instagram. So if you don't mind, you Just can give us a quick follow. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> no subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure, you know, if you wanted to get any updates as far as that, our social medias will be up 
probably by next week especially and we'll be posting all of the content available you can on see there. our faces yeah exactly because yeah. i don't think anybody's seen our faces before except for well, like just radio yeah <laughs> i mean other than the people that follow us personally yeah, yeah i know but you know what uh, once we get all this up and running, you guys will see us. We'll be asking questions. Oh, yeah. We'll be setting up uh, posts where y'all can ask us personal questions. Anything, anything you, you want to hear. Anything you want to hear, what you want to, you know, us to talk about on the show. So get Hints ready for that. Hints to guests. Hints to guests. And then especially because what's coming up in a bit is the end of season one. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Mondo is graduating, so it's gonna be like his last episode with us. You know what? We're not there yet. We'll 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 hold and save all that till later because it's not there yet. We still got a few more episodes in us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot <laughs> has been said and unpacked. And until next time, we will see y'all on the prep talk. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.